0: This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. Welcome to Turning a New Leaf, where we discuss the changing face of Canada as it prepares to legalize and regulate recreational cannabis across the country. Turning a New Leaf is produced by the Village Soundcast Network, and I'm your host, Sean King. Enjoy. So today on the podcast, we have Deandra Phipps. And Deandra, a little bit about. About you, So you're a social entrepreneur focused on sharing the values of health and wellness through business. She's the co-founder of multiple businesses, previously a popular, I love that, a popular restaurant in Nova (laughs) Scotia. Did you write that? (laughs) I I got this from you. Uh, On V, a vegan kitchen. Some of you may be aware of that. Uh, You've been working with the National Access Cannabis since 2016. Uh, First as a patient educator and regional manager of Eastern Canada and currently the manager of corporate affairs. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, and I love this. In your spare time, because it sounds like you have lots.
1: <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> Deandra
0: loves teaching others how to cook with plant-based foods and cannabis while empowering and inspiring them to live an elevated life by taking control of their health and well-being. Of course, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so where I wanted to start was um, this idea. I mean, you seem to take health and wellness pretty seriously.
1: Definitely, yeah. So
0: what's, what's the story there?
1: Well, I, I guess, you know, I, I've been... Always involved in business that um, that has that as the core kind of focus. Okay. So, with the restaurant, you know, we were a plant based restaurant. Um, a lot of, uh, and, and we opened the restaurant, gosh, six years ago. So, vegan wasn't really on the menu. Thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it was really interesting to be a part of this new business that not a lot of people knew what vegan was or that vegan could be good. And uh, it's funny, a lot of people would leave the restaurant and say, that was actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll take that backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. You know, so it really started there, and it was kind of on my own um, journey on, on on discovering more about my own life mm-hmm. and and how what health and wellness was to me. So it's kind of evolved now, and um, sold the restaurant back in February, and now I've moved into um, NAC, which is another plant-based endeavor, I mm-hmm. guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was it was. Kind kind of along the same vein. It was a startup company, even though the company had been around for a year across Canada. We have opened our first location in BC and then our head office is in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, when we opened NAC in Halifax, it was very much entrepreneurial. It was a new industry here. Uh, and it was kind of the same thing as the restaurant. A lot of people are going, wait a minute, what's cannabis? Yeah, what is this? What is this? What does yeah. it mean? And, and isn't there, you know, isn't it bad for you? And what's, what's going on? So mm-hmm. it was really interesting to be a part of that. And um, I think, Cannabis is, has always been a, a huge part of my life, and uh, it's been an interesting journey now that I've moved into the medical side, for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't help but wonder how many people who are going to listen to this will wonder what the connection is
1: mm-hmm.
0: between health and wellness mm-hmm. and cannabis. Definitely. And you know there's lots of opinions on that, but mm-hmm. of course I'm interested in yours. Yes. So... Maybe talk a little bit about that.
1: Sure. I'll I'll put the disclaimer out there that I'm not a health (laughs) professional, (laughs) and I can only speak from my personal experience and, and of course, as um, being involved in the clinic and having processed over 10,000 patients as Mm -hmm. of last year, we've definitely seen a lot of people come and go and and how cannabis uh, affects their day-to-day lives. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'll start off by saying cannabis isn't a silver bullet, and I think it's important to clarify that. I think a lot of people come in um, as patients, and they're desperate. You know they're in pain. They've uh, had a, a hard go. They may not be getting uh, you know the best support from their circle of care, physicians or specialists. They might not even have a physician. So with NAC we have this kind of doors open policy, and uh, we we really spend the time with patients to mm-hmm. to really dig into what.
0: How cannabis could possibly help them. So, So, Danger, maybe I'll stop you there for a second because maybe it's better if we do it this way. We haven't really dug into what national access cannabis is. For sure. So, maybe dive in on that before we we get back to this weird connection that people might be wondering about. Yeah.
1: So, NAC um, essentially is a medical cannabis clinic. Mm -hmm. We don't sell cannabis. So, we're not a dispensary. And dispensaries, of course, are illegal. Um, We do. NIC came to be because there was a gap between physicians and their knowledge about cannabis and how to incorporate it into a treatment plan and then patients wanting to access it and not really having any opportunity to do so. So, um, you know, we started the company back in 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. um, and really we served as a, a go-between between physicians and patients and accessing product. So we became an education center. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people are curious about cannabis and if it could be something that could help their condition. So basically what happens is um, patients, if they qualify, so if they have a chronic condition that cannabis is known to treat that Health Canada has approved, and if they've uh, failed one form of conventional therapy, because we don't want to see cannabis as a first-line therapy, but I think that uh, that, that's kind of changing, which is really exciting, Mm -hmm. Um, because when we look at opiates or cannabis, or I think, you know, physicians and healthcare practitioners are looking, okay, well, can cannabis be a first-line therapy? So
0: So someone that stops into the clinic, like what would their journey be from, I mean, starting from zero. Yeah. So I don't know, hey, I've been dealing with this thing. I don't know what to do. I've Mm -hmm. heard about something.
1: Yeah.
0: How do they end up finding... Finding you,
1: yeah. So um, you know, we we have uh, the clinic on the busiest corner there, in Halifax on the corner of uh, right. Spring Garden and Roby. So a lot of people just come in off the street, um, but there are a lot of people that go to uh, their physicians, and physicians go, okay, this is a lot for me. I don't. There's not a lot of evidence here. There's anecdotal research, but yeah. I don't have clinical evidence on this. So we're going to send you off to NAC. They're the experts. They have you know trained physicians mm-hmm. as well as uh, nurses that are educated in cannabinoid therapy, um, and and really all. We We need is medical documentation from a patient showing that they do have a chronic condition like um, chronic pain or uh, MS or Parkinson's or fibromyalgia or cancer. So there's a lot of um, different conditions that cannabis can help alleviate the symptoms
0: of yeah there I mean if you if you look that up yeah I mean I've done it and it it you know it's funny you started off by saying it wasn't a silver bullet mm. but if you look that up you'd think it was yeah. because the, you know the list of things that apparently it can help is mm-hmm. is quite long mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe that's misleading to people. I, I don't know. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, I think it can be. And, um, you know, there's a balance and there's a line mm-hmm. with everything because cannabis can be overused or, you know, when patients are left to self-medicate without a lot of support, they right. get confused. Well, how much should I take? And when should I take it? Mm-hmm. And what strain is right for me? Right. Should I smoke it? Should I vaporize it? Should I take a sublingual oil? And, and
0: yeah. I mean, how many people would even know to ask those questions? They don't. You know, so yeah. I, I wonder. So look, I had a chance to visit the uh, the clinic yeah and uh it's funny you said open door policy so uh, i i walked right up and, mm-hmm. and knocked on the door <laughs> yeah and here's how that kind of went
1: hello how you doing good how are you good
0: good i did that going? just to get the knock oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> how's it going it's going great you it's, guys don't um, normally open. No, we're not this time open we usually till ten. So oh, okay. yeah, on Mondays we do um, our clinics, and when uh, the doctor is in, we're processing patients. So we open a little bit earlier. We get people out of bed at eight a.m. to yeah, come in right. and get their cannabis prescription. <laughs> so this is nice. Yes, thank you. Uh, so this is. Um, I mean, it's it's small, but it does the job. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, wow. We uh, we have kind of an open. Open entry area, which um, a lot of people walk by on the street front and see this big open window, and they go, "Huh, yeah. oh, I wonder what's what's going on in there." So they do wonder. Oh, definitely. Really? Eh? Yeah. Huh. So uh, the big uh, national access cannabis sign outside definitely draws in a crowd, and uh, it's definitely a warm kind of welcoming space. So I feel like mm-hmm. people are really comfortable to come in and and start talking cannabis.
0: I'm just kind of taking it in. Yeah. I'm like, because I've been to some places, right? And they're not this nice, obviously. <laughs> but uh so I'm going to describe it. Sure. So a huge window. Yeah. Uh And that's obviously on purpose. Yeah. So people can come by and look in here. And mm-hmm. do they do that? Do you ever get people like...
1: Oh, definitely. <laughs> How lot- weird is that? A lot of people walk in and they think we're a dispensary. So the first thing I oh. do is... They say, they kind of look around, they're a little confused because they're looking for, they come to the display cabinet yeah. and they're like, okay, and they wonder if these, you know, these cases are, and, um, and bottles are filled with cannabis. Right. And then, you know, someone approaches them, hey, can we help you with anything today? And yeah. they start pulling out money.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> they're
1: like, yeah, I want to buy some cannabis. Okay. I'm like, oh, sorry, we're not a dispensary, but do you have a medical prescription? You know, are, right. are you a medical patient? And we start to go through the... Uh,
0: so this cabinet is full of... I guess, sample bottles, yep. sample empty bottles. sample bottles. Exactly. Yep. From a bunch of different licensed uh, producer. license producers, right? Yeah. So we've got Tweed up top.
1: Yep, so Tweed, Bedrocan, and Metromol joined together under Canopy. Right. Um, and then we have Hydropothecary, we have um, Peace Naturals, wow. Organogram, which is um, the closest licensed producer to us right now in New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Tilray, uh, BC, Afria, which I'm registered with, I, I love Afria, uh, Canna Farms, Med Relief, Emblem, I mean, belisco's. Wow, the so you yeah.
0: can prescribe, uh, you can, uh, What am I? what's the word I'm looking for? Um. Supply not supply, uh, I guess you can recommend yeah. any of these licensed yeah. producers to anyone that's interested? Definitely. So I, I guess the process is a patient would, someone would come in, we'd
1: qualify whether or not they you know, were a suitable, a suitable candidate for medical cannabis based on their prescription history as well as their right. medical condition. Uh, we go through the formalities, paperwork, all of that, and once they're um, approved they are able to sit down with our physician and get prescribed. So they have a, you know, a a 20 minute meeting with our physician, uh, go through kind of the normal process and then based on their lifestyle, their diagnosis, um, other drugs that they may be taking, we would Mm -hmm. then um, recommend a licensed producer based on their very individualized treatment plan. So even if two people came in that had the same age, same sex, same diagnosis, they might have completely different treatment plans.
0: Wow. Yeah. So this is a, I mean, this is a not, um, how would I describe this? Because people can't see it. Yeah. So I'm trying to describe it. It's, it's not a uh, typical
1: white-walled medical clinic. No.
0: No. <laughs> but it's very uh, it's very inviting. It's, yeah. it's like there's a lot of white, lots of space, lots yeah. of wood, lots yeah. of like, uh, it feels very designed. Yeah. It, it's, you know?
1: It, it, we really wanted to, it, it's kind of like the body shop meets Apple meets oh, yeah. Starbucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't That's know. That's the way to describe <laughs> Maybe. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, the green, green walls, you know, we really wanted the warm wood. We wanted it. People to feel comfortable because a lot of people, at least our clientele um, and our patients, are 45 plus. They probably haven't used cannabis since they were 17, and that's Mm -hmm. kind of the joke. And when we say, you know, are are you currently using cannabis or have you, they'll laugh and say, well, not since I was 17 and in in high school. Um, So, you know, it's it, it's an, it's a new topic. There's still a stigma attached to uh, even medical cannabis yeah. and using it. So we want people to feel very comfortable when they come in and be able to have a conversation with our staff.
0: So these sections out here. So mm-hmm. I, I, there's offices in the back, yeah. and then you have these desks out front. Yeah. So where would I, if I was coming in here to to do an assessment? Right. Would I be in the back, sort of yeah. privately, or would yeah. I be sitting out here? So
1: we always ask, it's funny because some patients actually enjoy being out and talking to other patients. Oh, really? They don't mind sharing in front, of, in front of others, but we always ask when a, a new patient comes in if they'd like some privacy. So we have a our semi-private consultation um, here okay. with the sliding Let's doors. Let's go look in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we used to have our... Um, uh, physician in this office but okay. um, we've actually moved uh, that out back just for some more privacy so this is our semi-private sliding door yeah yeah, yeah. And door so and that gives you. some nice um some space for for certain patients that want the privacy yeah and then this has become also a semi-private consultation area but really our more of our office. That <laughs> um, looks very really administrative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this is where we're receiving um, a lot of our medical documents and referrals from our uh, prescribing and referring to physicians. Yeah. Um, and obviously our, our patient files and that kind of thing. Um, washroom, this is now our physician's office. So, okay. uh, our physician is in once a week. And um, And how many physicians do you have? We just have the one right now, um, which is great. She's um, a a GP, and I can see.
0: Sorry, is this a periodic table of cannabis? It
1: is. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that cool?
0: I've never seen that before. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know it's great. So it goes through all of the all of the all of the strains, which you may be familiar with. Some Girl Scout cookies, one of my favorites. (laughs) So
0: are these. All like how many strains are these all the strains? No, these are
1: these are only 103. I mean, there how many are, are there thousands. Are there? Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a
0: lot more. Than I that. think
1: we're at over a thousand now. Um, there's so now so many people are taking uh phenotypes and, and breeding them and making unique strains. Um, that you know, you might take like California indica and, and cross it with a sour cream and call it California sour cream, right? right yeah, <laughs> so of course, they, yeah. It, it just keeps the list keeps growing. A periodic
0: table of cannabis. Yeah. That's uh, the that's first. I've yeah, never seen that. For sure. I'm already learning. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is where our patients would come in and have yeah. their appointment with um, our physician and yeah. uh, and leave with their prescription. After they, they get uh, prescribed, they then would sit down with our cannabinoid therapy educator, uh, who has a medical background, so usually a nurse designation. Oh, wow.
0: So you go from... From the, the the physician who prescribes mm-hmm. to then someone who can help you is that exactly. to help you sort out what you want to get yeah. is that the idea
1: exactly so they take what the physician has recommended um, and we go through their clinical notes and make sure that they're uh, recommended uh, to a licensed producer that can best serve right. their needs because every licensed producer has something different mm-hmm. so even um, oils for example not all licensed producers uh, supply less. oils yeah so that eliminates you know more than half of them <laughs> right from yeah, the right, start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, So
0: if somebody's coming in and they don't like to smoke it, as an yeah. example, mm-hmm. an oil's a better option, and yeah. then that, that sort of eliminates certain yeah. LPs.
1: And then from there, I mean, we look at um, compassionate pricing. A lot of oh, our yeah? patients are low-income, or on disability, and are not working. Yeah. So there are you know, about 10 uh, of the 23 licensed producers that are currently selling to uh, patients that offer compassionate pricing programs. So cool. if you make oh, less yeah. than 30000 uh, a year and you have that produced, then sometimes you can access strains for $5 a gram, which is wow. a big savings. Let's go back out yeah. here. I
0: want to see the, the main area again. <laughs> Definitely. And
1: then we have a kitchen out back. <laughs> okay. you got to have a kitchen, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, it's interesting. So people that would want to sit out here and be around other potential patients, is that because they like to... Um, like what's the, are they talking to them just to get other advice from other people? Oh yeah, people? It's, just, it's
1: great. Sometimes we can't get people to leave. Like it's a like one, comfort in numbers kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And because it's, you know, I think it's, there's definitely a culture and a lot of people that are comfortable talking about it have been using cannabis for, um, for a while. So yeah. they enjoy talking to other people, their methods of maybe cooking sure. with it or, or what they find works for them. Um, we have a really big veteran community, so yeah. uh, I do find when there are a few veterans in here that kind of get together and yeah. start start, reminiscing. <laughs> <gotta> start serving <laughs> coffee and stuff. Yeah. You do that?
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you obviously were very intentional about the way this looks. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Um, so we had a great. Uh, I mean, this is our. We have twelve locations across Canada, and they all have a similar uh, feel and vibe. Uh, we really wanted to. Uh, really make a statement with our space and make sure that our patients as well as our staff enjoyed working in this space. We have an open-door policy so a lot of other medical clinics you have to make an appointment to go in to speak to someone. So you can just walk in? You can just walk in right off the street so there's a lot of people that come in that are just curious that might not even really need or want cannabis right. but they have questions about regulations whether they're federal or provincial right, right. and is this legal what are you guys doing what about yeah. the dispensary <laughs> down the road what is that all yeah. about so we spend a lot of our day um, kind of uh, you know um, talking to the public but we've become Uh, and we have been since 2015 since we opened our first location in Victoria Mm -hmm. really a community resource center right and that's the kind of feel that you get when you come in here yeah um, so you want
0: people to feel comfortable coming in and asking questions definitely Yeah. yeah for sure versus Going in and feeling really intimidated. Yeah, yeah walking yeah, up yeah. to
1: kind of a receptionist, not really yeah. knowing what to, what yeah, to think. Yeah, right. Yeah, for having to sure. bust through a door. Or yeah, whatever yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now it's very nice. Yeah. Very, very cool. I could yeah. actually see myself sitting in here and working.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it's a great, it's a great space yeah. um, to work in for sure.
0: I'm almost waiting to see if somebody comes by and peers in the window. I almost <laughs> did it when I walked by. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you find that is, is anybody sitting in this, say, this uh, desk that's closest to the window? Yeah. If, if somebody's sitting there and somebody's looking through the window, does anybody get freaked out? <laughs> no, not no. At all. So it's very comfortable. We just got kind of say, hey, come yeah, on in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very For nice. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very comfortable. I like the spot. Yeah.
1: And we have a dog usually here. You so have a dog, definitely, yeah.
0: Definitely, <laughs> and that helps anybody, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's and cool. And
1: we sell, of course, all of the um, all of the vaporizers and different medical devices and equipment that you would need to either extract cannabis or and make your own oils, like the magic butter machine. Oh yeah. Um, or vaporizers, which um, you know, we're not big fans of, of smoking because there's just a lot of unknowns and it can lead to COPD and different types of cancer so we're really cognizant about making sure that we're recommending to patients that they move to vaporizing instead of combusting uh, through smoking.
0: And physicians uh, would, I guess, be big advocates of that. Definitely. Yeah. And
1: and ours certainly is, um, you know, just just from the standpoint alone that you're 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 heating up cannabis so much when you smoke you're you're lighting fire to it that you're burning off a lot of the medicinal properties of the plants right, yeah. and you lose up to 30 40% of those I wow. mean, terpenoids and I cannabinoids. Did not know that. yeah so through convection th- which is just applying uh, heat enough heat enough heat yeah. through either of copper coil or, or some some something else that through the vaporizer, you can actually preserve all of those um, compounds and get so much more out of your product. Is
0: is the vaporizer what you recommend most for yeah, patients? Yeah,
1: I, I love um, vaping. I um, it's just easy because I'm I, I don't have a very high tolerance. I mean, I, I use cannabis. Um, you know, two, or three times a week, but I can't smoke a whole joint by myself. Right. So you're taking a few puffs and then dabbing it, you know, yeah. pu- putting it out, and then you get a stinky joint in your pocket. <laughs> so what I do is, um, you know, I pack my packs in the bottom and take a couple puffs when I need it, turn it off, and the smell isn't there anymore. Right. And wow. you can, you don't have to worry about, you know, losing a lot of your cannabis mm-hmm.
0: if you so in here right. if, if you recommend or if a patient buys any one of these vaporizers mm-hmm. it looks like there's half a dozen yeah. different kinds here uh, does somebody here help? the patient use them yeah teach them how to use them
1: definitely so um yeah. if they bring in their own licensed producer product they can yeah. come in we have um the room back that we can actually um gear it up for them show them how to use it and they can consume what oh, really? on site that's oh really so you have a special room for that yeah yeah did i see that room well it's <laughs> the same room as the, it's the, as the back room oh. <laughs> as the office yeah.
0: okay. <laughs> multi-purpose <Very cool>. room <laughs> so the thing that fascinated me about that about even being in there, I almost wish, when I was there, it wasn't open. Mm-hmm. And and part of me kind of wished it was because I remember sort of standing in that window and and wondering who would be compelled to walk in. Mm-hmm. And you had talked about two very distinct types of people that tend to walk in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's more, but for the sake of this discussion, yeah. you know, you've got your people that who, ha- who have been, um, uh, it's been suggested that they go there. Mm-hmm. And then you have got people who literally are just walking in off the yeah. street. And those yeah. would be very different customers. Definitely. Yeah. So, How do you deal with that?
1: Well, we have a really great team, and so we have our medical team on site, but we also have uh, cannabinoid therapy assistants, so they really help people navigate that process. So, a lot of people don't know that, for example, dispensaries are illegal. So, um, you know, we help them get set up with licensed producers who can legally cultivate and sell to medical patients across Canada. And that process alone, there's over 80 licensed producers. So, as a you know, even if you went to your doctor Mm -hmm. outside of NAC, and they say, okay, here's here's your medical authorization, yeah, I've approved you for two grams a day, and here's your your authorization for 12 months, now what, (laughs) you know? Yeah, right. And a lot of patients are left to try to figure that out on on their own. So our staff really um, help them find uh, the best products from the best licensed producer because they all sell different products. Sure. Yeah, and, um, you know, that, that process is... Um, it's it's basically the same for, for most, you, you know, whether they get referred in from their physician or they bring in proof of their medical diagnosis. Right. And sometimes their physicians will actually write them a medical authorization or what we call a medical document mm-hmm. and send it over to us so that they can access
0: all of our resources for free, which right. is great. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and how about somebody that just walks in off the street? Yeah. <laughs> so, and we talked a little bit about it when yeah. I was visiting. I can't even imagine...
1: Yeah, so we get a lot of people that walk in that just want to kind of come in and sit down yeah. and talk about the industry sometimes. Do they um, know what it is? Uh, no, a lot of people come in with cash in their hands say, okay, where do I get the weed? And you're like, hmm. <laughs> it's funny because you are like, yeah. well, the red Honda back now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> come around back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just no, kidding. Just yeah, kidding, just yeah. kidding. Um, but uh, a lot of people think that it's a dispensary, so when they sit down with us at the front, we start you know, saying, okay, so you know, do you have your medical license? Or are you looking to learn more? And I say, no, I'm just here to buy some is this the right place where am yeah. I? I
0: said no we're not a dispensary and does does the um i mean the place is very nice mm-hmm. you know it's not um i mean i don't know what people would have in their minds for what uh, a clinic might look like mm-hmm. a cannabis clinic yeah um but relative to some of the dispensaries i've seen mm-hmm. and what you might expect there it's a it's a very inviting place um I feel like that might allow people to feel more comfortable asking questions, mm-hmm. but does it also confuse people? <laughs> Maybe uh, yeah, you're expecting something different.
1: Well, when you think of any medical clinic, you think of the traditional kind of white-walled, sure, um, yeah. you know, patient waiting room with all the magazines, and it's definitely not like that at NAC, right, as right. we kind of went through uh, when you came in, but, you know, the g- bright colors and the really warm, inviting space, and everyone loves our furniture in there. <laughs> There's so many people <laughs> want nice walk yeah. walk away yeah. with all of our dressers and things but um, uh, yeah, I think it, it really lends to have that initial conversation with someone especially mm. if there's a little bit of stigma or nervousness there Because a lot of our patients are forty plus, so they're walking in there going, "I've heard from a friend, or my doctor maybe mentioned it, or my 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 kid is telling me I should get some CBD oil," and I don't even know what What that is. is. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) you know, we I I think by by having that warm, inviting, colorful space with really friendly staff and compassionate staff allows for that conversation to happen a little more organically, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, it, it yeah just creates
0: that really comfortable space. So, you mentioned, you know, what is CBD oil? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, what are some of the other questions that you get from people? And I, I mean, Again, I'm I'm trying to imagine that you must get all kinds oh, of yeah. of different people. But what are some of the questions that you're getting?
1: Um, a lot of people are asked, you know, is this going to get me high, and how do I not get
0: high? <laughs> oh, because they uh, yeah, I was just going to say because yeah. they want it to or they don't want it yeah. to or maybe both.
1: Exactly, and they're yeah. they're uh, and a lot of people are kind of scared of, of that stigma of mm-hmm. you know I don't want my neighbor or my you know can I do this at work or what sure. are the rules around you know driving? And we get the full gamut of yeah. um, walking people through their kind of treatment plans to um, which strains are best for their conditions a lot of patients come in armed and ready with a lot of research oh, really? which is really interesting um, so the conversation goes um, pretty well all, all the time we've we've seen it all but I think the, the hardest um, or I guess the the most difficult thing that, that comes up is my doctor doesn't believe in this what do I do?
0: Right. So they're, they're going an alternate route. Yeah. Yeah, right. And of
1: course, we can't, there's no self-referring. So we are by the books. We're, you know, yeah, we yeah, follow yeah. all the College of Physicians and Surgeon Rules, all of that. So we we make sure that we are only taking on patient. We're not rubber stamping patients. Right. You know, they have to have everything uh, in line. They're assessed by a medical team. We have to have all the paperwork in order to make sure that we're doing things above, above board. Right. And, um, sometimes, unfortunately, people don't have doctors. So it's really hard for mm-hmm. them to get a referral for us.
0: So how does that work? If somebody comes in, they've got a their, their doctor doesn't believe in it, they won't uh, write a referral. Mm-hmm. What happens then?
1: Yeah, so then we can we have that final option. Thankfully, is um, as long as they have a medical condition and there is evidence of that within the last three to five years, then they can actually pull their medical files and get oh, right. a copy of yeah, their yeah. of their medical records because. All patients, of course, your medical records are your own. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes we always try to get the doctors on board. And we do a lot of education as well as a company yeah. for healthcare practitioners. So hmm. we provide, you know, CMEs and do a lot of um, CMEs. What's uh, that? continuing medical <laughs> education credits. So, okay. we, yeah, we do, um, uh, you know, Nights where uh, physicians can come in, and we have uh, one of our physicians actually do a presentation uh, for them. Uh, we go into oh, wow. hospitals and and do a lot of education around the regulatory framework of cannabis. Because I remember we went to um, to the hospital to the rehab center, and patients were bringing in you know suckers and edibles, oh, and wow. the staff there didn't know what was legal and what wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So are like, okay, can you guys help us with this? Because we yeah. we don't know what we should do here.
0: And I mean, I was just about to say, every your story about the physicians and and, and you guys having to put on clinics for them is just an indication that everybody is still learning. Oh, right? definitely. And I wonder, people like that showing up with edibles and suckers. Yeah. If those people, if if the physicians even knew that that existed. Yeah. You know, like I don't Probably even know. So, which leads me to. Um, the cooking thing, yeah. So, so food is obviously a passion of yours, mm-hmm. and I know that you do. Now, I mean, I think you choose your words wisely here when you say <laughs> you're cooking with plant based foods you and cannabis. Um, I mean, again, I just wonder if people even realize you know, cooking with cannabis is a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not as simple as just throwing your your weed no, into your food. definitely I mean, not. it's quite a process, I right? I mean,
1: and people have been throwing weed into food for the last 30 years, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's yeah. definitely worked, uh, worked for, for, for folks. But, yeah. you know, I, I kind of relate it to my experience with cannabis up until I got into the medical industry. You know, I'd smoke whatever I could kind of, I was a rec user, you sure. know, and I could smoke whatever I kind of got. I didn't know if, if it was an indica or sativa. And how
0: long ago would that have been <laughs> no, I'm serious because I'm like I'm, I'm uh, wondering about your own yeah. um, learning journey you for know? sure
1: so um you know oh. I overused cannabis for oh, yeah. you know 10 15 years oh, okay. and used it as a way to escape as opposed to a mm-hmm. way to kind of add to my life so when I came into oh, the medical side um, I learned and I started to educate myself, but NAC, of course, um, we have a training program and learned a lot about the medicinal qualities of the plant Mm -hmm. and what a cannabinoid is. And like THC or CBD right. and what a terpene is. Right. And that's the smell and the aroma that you find in all of the plant kingdom, not just in cannabis. Right. And how those have a biochemical effect on our bodies and how microdosing can be so much more beneficial for you in the long term to be productive and make sure yeah. that you don't write off your whole day. <laughs> so <laughs> this know? is
0: taking it to another level. Oh, another level. Yeah. So And, and so
1: I, yeah kind of bring that back to cooking Yeah. in the sense that, you know, yeah, you can just throw... You know, some weed into cookies and put them in the oven, but you're gonna get couch lock. (laughs) You're gonna, you know, activate CBN that turns on at about 350 degrees Fahrenheit that makes you sleepy and puts you. So, you know, learning about the chemistry of the plant and how all of these different chemicals and compounds have Mm. different temperatures that they activate at that they burn off at and that's why a lot of people are switching say from smoking to vaporizing because right. you can really control your experience and get the experience that you want depending on your condition or even on the rec side whatever experience you kind of want to have on the rec side so right. um with cooking i was able to really hone in on a few different techniques that get the most out of the medicine because it's really easy when temperature is such a big factor right to actually start burning off or evaporating um, those beneficial compounds and you start losing a lot of your medicine so your your maybe edibles aren't as potent as they need to be right um, and then you get all you know into the whole dosing situation and yeah, calculating I mean, your dose and yeah
0: that's that's the problem that I've <laughs> heard about <laughs> yeah <laughs> this idea I mean the dosing in, in the in food seems to be the biggest issue yeah. Uh, and and you, I think there was a there was a news story on on the radio the other day last Friday. Yeah, there was a news story about two cops in Ontario. Oh, Did you hear this? <laughs> and they like, grew up in a tree or something. Yeah, they oh, they God. ate two cookies and they had to call for backup. This yeah. is a true story. I know. <laughs> And apparently you gotta, hallucinating I don't know yeah. but, but and so I mean, you gotta
1: eat a lot kind of can't start hallucinating so that that begs the question like was there something else well, you in know, those it, treats or it's funny
0: you say that because yeah. that's exactly where I went yeah. if they were hallucinating I thought there's gotta be more there's than there's cannabis yeah, or something something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> something else you know illegal yeah. substance but um Definitely, you can you can overdo it, and that's what yeah. people um, the the lack of education around tolerance levels. Mm-hmm. Because when you smoke or vaporize cannabis, ten to fifteen minutes, you're going to feel the effects, and it's absorbed by the lungs, um, and it lasts for two to three hours. Right, but uh, you know any um, uh, oral dose, whether it's a sublingual oil that you put under your tongue or an edible. Um, takes it's a, it's metabolized by the liver so right. it takes 30 minutes to 90 minutes mm-hmm. to kick in sometimes 2 hours 4 hours until you can feel an effect and then it lasts for 48 4 to 8 hours all oh,
0: right it's a lot longer that's a lot it's longer a commitment.
1: it is a commitment <laughs> yeah. but in the right dose it's yeah. not going to you know be um, it's not going to be impair you too much. So right. a lot of people um, don't know what their dose is. And five milligrams, which is really, really low, mm-hmm. is usually a great starting point to figure out where you sit. Because right. just because you can, you know, maybe smoke a lot of, um, you know, cannabis and feel fine doesn't mean you're going to take an edible and have the same it's experience. It's a different
0: effect. It's yeah. a very different effect. Yeah. yeah.
1: So people got to be careful. And a lot of people, because they don't feel anything, then they redose again. Oh, and then God. it's like dose on dose. And that's yeah. when your day's written off. And yeah, you you're say, having a nap. Yeah, I'm never going to eat one of those things again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Cannabis isn't good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you teach this.
1: Yeah. 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 Wow. Because it's, there's a lot of steps involved. You yeah. have to activate, you know, the cannabis by baking it or, right. um, you know, so gently, gently heating it up Before first you put it in the food. Before you put it in the food. Right. Um, and then you have to infuse it into a fat because cannabis, of course, is lipid, uh, it's fat soluble. So you want to put it into either like coconut oil or olive oil right, or yeah. butter or something like that. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely some steps. And then, okay, now that they're together... Am I, you know, taking one teaspoon or one tablespoon? Um, So there are easy ways to calculate that as long as you know what you're starting off with. If you just get something from a friend and you don't know the um, percentages of THC or CBD in your product, you have no idea. You're
0: you're clueless. You're just going to have to experiment and hope for the best. I mean, even to that point, I, I wonder how many people even realize that you should know that and that that's information that is useful oh definitely you you know what i mean i i I mean i i've i've spoken to many people about this who didn't even realize there were different strains yeah and 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 on top of that strains with different degrees of thc or cbd definitely um even going back to the comment you made earlier about uh you know someone coming in and looking for looking for it as a medicine Mm -hmm. and not wanting to get high Mm -hmm. i even wonder if People are realize that that's an option. Yeah, that you can use this in a way that doesn't get you high.
1: Yeah, and um, you know even CBD, which so THC is the. One of the main cannabinoids found in the plant, there's over 200, mm. and they're they're all found on the outside, so if you look at a piece of cannabis, a bud, mm-hmm. then you'll see those little resin kind of um, glands on the top, those are called trichomes, and that's yeah. where all of the medicine is, so that's why you don't want to touch it or f- figure around with it too much, right?
0: Smash it up. Yeah, yeah. no,
1: you don't want to do that because yeah. you're destroying your medicine. But, um Other than THC, there's CBD, which is known for its anti-inflammatory effects. It really helps with, uh, it's been shown to help with anxiety. I use it when I fly. Um, Oh, really? Don't like to fly? No, (laughs) I don't. But I'm actually a lot better now because of CBD. So I just, you know, it doesn't cause any um, euphoric effect at all. So I can take it. I'm fully functional. I can safely, you know, drive and go about my day and not have to worry about any of that. So... Um, that's where these treatment plans that we come up for, for every person, every person's different. So we have, you know, someone that's retired that never drives and is in chronic pain. Okay, great. We can use THC for that, right? right? Because we don't have to worry about them being impaired or having to go to work or driving.
0: Oh, it's, it's another option maybe.
1: Yep. Um, but then we have someone that has to drive to work every morning that, you know, has to go mm-hmm. to work and can't be impaired at work, of course. So then we have to use CBD as a, a primary cannabinoid to right. help treat that. So it's it's very individualized based on the person and their condition and their day-to-day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You you were saying earlier, um, you made an interesting comparison to, I guess, a time when you were overusing recreationally yeah. to a more intentional use, which, you know, I loved how you said it. You said, now I'm adding to my life. I'm not trying to escape it. Right. Right. I mean, to anyone who doesn't, that maybe is hearing this for the first time, mm-hmm. this idea that that cannabis can be used that way, I can just imagine someone sitting there going, give me a break. Yeah. Like it's weed. What yeah. the hell are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> so again, getting back to where we started in this conversation, this notion of of, of health and wellness being such a big, a passionate part of your life, mm-hmm. and now you use cannabis in that context. Mm-hmm. How do you explain that to someone who says, mm-hmm. Hey, you're just getting fucking high. Like, what yeah, are you talking about? Yeah. Um, no,
1: I get it and I uh, hear it all the time. So for me, um, using CBD has been a lifesaver for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have a high-stress job. I'm always on the go and my mm-hmm brain. I'm I'm entrepreneur by fault. So I'm mm. my brain's always Sorry for you. Yeah. Go, go, go. You know how it is, yeah, right? I know how it is. And yeah. so sometimes like I can't sleep at night. There's yeah. times where my brain won't Just shut won't off. Stop. Won't yeah. shut off. You know, but when I look at um, you know how I use it now, microdosing edibles, finding the right strain for me. If I, because I have anxiety, mm. if I were to go for a high THC sativa, like dominant with limonene terpenes and terpenes that are very stimulating, yeah. I would be. I would have to hide in my room.
0: Yeah, lock yourself yeah. away. And yeah. so many
1: people have that experience and they say, I got super anxious. Yeah. You know, I was paranoid. I didn't like the experience. Mm. Weed's not for me. Yeah. And I've heard that, yeah. With, you know, with those types of patients or people, we can say, okay, what did you try? I don't know. My buddy gave it to me. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. So let's let's try to find a regulated product so we know exactly what the breakdown is mm-hmm. of all of the compounds. We know what strain we're getting and we'll start low and work our way up mm-hmm. because... You know, cannabis has evolved from being, you know, 13, 15% THC to 30% THC. So, you know, really knowing what strains work for you um, is important. And, you know, not, um, and dealing with the root problem sometimes of why you're reaching for it. And I think a lot of people, and I, I say this all the time. I, everyone says, "Well, is cannabis addictive?" Yeah, and I would argue that it's just as addictive as a smartphone or online shopping. Yeah, or yeah. you know.
0: I had a lot of conversations with people about it could be an episode. As, yeah, uh, you know, I hear people that you know, people that very strongly believe it's not, and then the people who very strongly believe it is. Yep, uh, and all of those people would have different reasons for mm-hmm. that. It's 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 uh, it's a crazy thing. I want yeah. to um, I want to skip ahead here because um, yeah. You know, so legalization Mm -hmm. apparently is going to happen. (laughs) Uh, First, it was June first. Now we don't know, or July July first. Sorry, we're not sure. Yeah, we're not sure. Yesterday,
1: the Uh, National Post said uh, uh, maybe we'll be ready for legalization, but retail stores aren't going to happen. I'm going. Okay, well, how does that work? Where are we going to get legal
0: weed from? Yeah, (laughs) what was the comment? It was. I don't know. I never said July 1st. I don't know where that came from. I was like, no, I think it did. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And um, July
1: 1st is, not, is, is Canada Day. Everything's going to be closed, <laughs> right? So it's going to be yeah. Canada Day, and everyone's going to be like, yeah. where can I get the weed? Everything's yeah.
0: going to be closed. Well, it's going to be interesting <laughs> yeah. to see. But one of the things, I, I guess I have two, two questions. Um, uh, the first one is, uh, how legalization of recreational marijuana might change the business model mm-hmm. for a place like National Access Cannabis? And then the second question is, the amount of the sheer amount of education mm. that that I think the general population probably wants, mm-hmm. you know, on the topic. What, in your mind, are are the most important things that people should know? I mean, I'm, it could be a loaded question. Yeah. So, like, top two or three things that you think people need to know about this yeah. uh, as it be, as we get close to it becoming legal. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think. Because each province is going to be so different, I think you really need to know. Okay, what are the legalities of of Nova Scotia? Say, you right. know, where can I consume it safely? Yeah. You know, um, and I think our province is catching up on a lot of these things, but. Um, you know, driving is a huge mm-hmm. issue still that we haven't really talked about. Or um, I don't know if there's much in, I don't know where that sits now. So, yeah. uh, you know, just knowing all of the, the general kind of guidelines that our province has set and abiding by those, um, I think is one important point as a consumer. And knowing knowing what you're kind of getting yourself into, yeah, right? Yeah. Because it's funny because you look at alcohol, you know, you feel the effects immediately, you know when you've had too much and it's yeah. that kind of product. You know it
0: works for you, you yeah, know it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. you
1: know you're going to be sick the next day, but there yeah. there will be a surge of people that are like, okay, it's legal now, I can go try it. Going for it. Going for it. Yeah. And it's just start low, go slow. You know, mm-hmm. be responsible about it. We're all about harm reduction and, and safe access at NAC mm-hmm. and it's, it's really important to have that Uh, Informed discussion with someone that knows what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, So, stopping into a place like NAC or
0: asking questions, NSL. (laughs) Yeah. How do you really feel about that? Yeah, we'll get (laughs) it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think asking questions and just getting information Mm -hmm. is helpful. Whenever I hear someone say, like you were just telling the story about uh, people who don't, like I tried it once, it was horrible, I'm not doing it again, that don't realize, like alcohol, there are so many different varieties and so Mm -hmm. many different things you could try. It could be something that works very well for them, but mm-hmm. they don't know it. Yeah. Um, so what about the business? What, yeah. How will it change when things go legal?
1: So right now we just obviously operate on the medical side. Right. Um, so NAC will have two separate divisions: one medical and one rec. Um, the the hardest thing I think of anyone right now in the medical cannabis industry or looking to be a part of the recreational market is that there's a lot of regulations that aren't in place yet. So right, you know, will right. pharmacies be dispensing this stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, what will happen once physicians really um, start to get the evidence and the research that they need? Will a model like NAC need to? Exist? So right. there's there's a lot of um, unknowns, True. which makes it hard for businesses like us to to have a solid game plan of yeah. where to go. What's
0: the plan? Um,
1: but we we definitely are looking at uh, certain provinces that have opened up for private retail mm-hmm. um, that we will be partici- hopefully participating in. So we we have our our eyes on on both um, models, and we're hoping to participate in both because we come from a very strong regulatory yeah. um, background on a, on the medical. side side mm-hmm. and we definitely don't want to let that go as recreation
0: uh, starts to open up as of July 1st so maybe maybe the new model is more of a I mean it's almost what you're doing now yeah. an educator you know a yep. place where you can go in and ask questions and For learn sure. and
1: yeah and we definitely wow. see a retail store, uh, you know, in, oh, our, yeah. in our future. Yeah, so um, yeah. we'll, we'll certainly be participating. And yeah. when uh, an SLC doesn't work out, maybe private sales. No special. Once the private too. sector opens yeah. up, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who, Who knows? knows?
0: <laughs> well, look, Dandra, thanks for coming in. It's been awesome. I feel like I have a, a ton more questions for you. Yeah. But uh, maybe we'll have you back when things go for legal sure. and see how it goes. Uh, thanks very much for coming in, and thanks, for, and, having thanks me. for having me at the store too. It was great.
1: Oh, thanks for coming.
0: So that was a great chat with Deandra. Uh, I love the visit as well. The, the store is actually, I keep calling it a store. Maybe I shouldn't call it that, but the clinic is a, is a great place. And I, I honestly do wish that there was more people hanging about. I, I might've chatted with, uh, with those folks as well. As usual, there were a couple of things about this conversation that uh, piqued my interest. You know, I, I think for anyone that is new to this idea of of using cannabis, to have to hear a conversation about the health benefits and intentional use as it relates to adding to your life versus maybe trying to escape it, I mean, that's a pretty big concept. And I think when you start understanding the differences of strains and how you can use intentionally, those options begin to open up for you. I loved the idea of of you know I think I would have answered the question exactly the same if you had a few key messages to folks what would you what would you say and you know learn the you have to know the laws I mean that sort of goes without saying um Ask questions. I keep talking about this, this idea of educate yourself and know the differences. There are differences. And um, the more you learn and the more you know, the better off you'll be if you choose this as something you want to 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 experience. I also love the comment. It's probably my favorite comment of the whole thing was this idea of it's not a silver bullet. And I think regardless of why you're choosing to use it, whether that be recreationally or medicinally, it's not. Um, and I think again it, it just backs up the idea of knowledge and when you have knowledge, that's power and, uh, and that's the best thing you can do for yourself. So uh, again I want to thank DeAndra for coming by and, and, and telling us more about the clinic and and her uh, experience with cooking. That could be a whole episode in and of itself. Uh, perhaps we'll uh, we'll have that chat one day. But uh, stay tuned. In a couple of weeks, I've got a bit of a special one coming up for me personally. A longtime friend of mine, um, which uh, we haven't talked to in a long time. It's gonna be the first time that him and I have talked in just over 10 years. Dennis Seldon will be calling in from Vancouver. And um, Dennis has actually been reaching out to me since the podcast started and we've been having some interesting text chats. And I realized, That cannabis has been a big part of his life and it might be worth talking about. So, in a couple of weeks, Dennis Seldon, you're listening to Turning a New Leaf. It is produced by the Village Soundcast Network, and I'm your host, Sean King. Thanks for listening. This was a Village Soundcast Network original production.